You are listening to Cranley Connect's Talking Points. You are listening to Cranley Connect's Talking Points. Thank you for joining me today. My name is Leo Milton and I am the Head of Year 5 at Cranley Abu Dhabi. I'm going to be talking to you today about the pursuit of happiness, which is something that we all, knowingly or unknowingly, experience in our lifetimes. Now before you berate me for the apparent typo in the title of my podcast, I just wanted to clarify that indeed it is named after the 2006 movie of the same name starring Will Smith. Now if you haven't seen the movie, I would highly recommend it, but it's essentially the story of a man who is searching for his own personal idea of happiness which in his case is success. Now many of us have different ideas of what will make us happy. Some of us believe that we are already truly happy and some of us are still searching for that ultimate happiness. But what we're gonna do today in this short space of time is hopefully equip all of you with some strategies that could help you lead a happier life. But the first thing we need to do is address some of the major misconceptions around the things that all of us believe that will make us happy, but actually won't. Let's start with the three biggest misconceptions around happiness, which are love, cool stuff, and money. If we have these three things, our lives must be as happy as they could possibly be. Am I right? Of course not. Let's start with love. Now, research shows that married people are not necessarily happier than their unmarried counterparts. Now, levels of happiness increase in the two years before and after the big day, and of course, this is known as the honeymoon period, which is actually a thing, who knew? but then they pretty much go back to how they were before. So we have a spike of happiness on the day, but after two years, our happiness levels go back to how they were when we were singles. Don't let that sadden you, because instead of love, we can fill our lives with cool, cool stuff, which is bound to make us happy. The TVs, the cars, the gadgets, the devices, all of that is bound to make us happy, right? Again, not true. In fact, research has been performed that shows young adults with materialistic tendencies actually have lower life satisfaction in later life and a higher rate of mental health disorders too. So seeking cool stuff will not only not make us happier, in some cases will actually lower our overall levels of happiness. Which leads us on to our final misconception, money. Now if we had all the money in the world, money was not an issue, we would definitely be super happy. Again, no. Income does not have an effect on overall life satisfaction. Now, of course, in poorer countries, if you are earning a dollar a day and then you go to earning a hundred dollars a day, then yes, of course, it will have a profound effect on your happiness. But in more affluent countries, such as the UAE, once you have your basic needs met, clean water, healthcare, etc., money really has an insignificant effect. Now, two Nobel Prize winners in economics, Danny Kahneman and Angus Deaton, they looked at whether there's a threshold in happiness. Does happiness level off, i.e. stop increasing, after a certain amount per month or per year? Now they found that yes indeed, after about 23,000 dirhams per month, and this is an equivalent to US dollars, people's happiness does stop rising at the same rate as which it would up to that amount. Now why this amount is seen as a plausible number where people think that money is no longer an issue. They can afford all the things that they need without having any real worries. So although you may believe that your life is better as you earn more and more and more, this is simply not the case. Yeah, it will make you a little bit happier, 
but nowhere near as much as you might think. So now we know that the cool stuff, the money, even love won't make us happy. So we might as well see out the rest of our days as miserable as possible. Now, of course, this isn't the case. And there are many, many things in our lives that make us happy. But I truly believe it's important to learn small strategies, tips and tricks that we can implement on a regular basis to keep our levels of subjective well-being as high as possible. Now, I think you'll agree with me that the past year in particular has been one of the most difficult and disheartening years for all of us. And I truly believe that all of us sometimes need a little pick-me-up that can turn a small moment of happiness into something with a little more longevity. So here are a few strategies that are scientifically evidenced to make yourself feel a little happier on a daily basis. The first of which is kindness. Now, kindness is such a simple way to increase not only our own mood, but also those around us as well. Random acts of kindness, which are hugely popular at the moment, are a really easy way to do this. From paying someone a compliment, volunteering in your community or giving to charity, all of these are great ways to increase your happiness and make you feel better than you might actually think. Now, as you find yourself getting involved in your community more, you might find yourself making more social connections. And being socially connected is a great, although sometimes scary, way of making yourself feel happier. Making conversation with a stranger when you next go and grab a coffee or your groceries can sometimes feel like the most awkward thing in the world, but it's actually a great way to make a new social connection and therefore increase your happiness especially if you can form a habit of doing this on a regular basis. So go ahead and be that strange person at the register talking to anyone who will listen, because actually it will make you a happier person. Now, one of the tips that I am really trying to follow myself is to invest in experiences instead of material goods, that cool stuff that we spoke about earlier in the podcast. Research has shown that happiness levels increase when buying experiences, so things that won't stick around, such as holidays, concerts, events, even a tasty dessert, way more than buying things such as cars, devices, clothes, etc. Now, this is the cool thing. Not only does this make you happier, but it can also make other people form better opinions of you as well. So not only will you be happier, but you'll also be more liked if you invest in experiences over material goods. Now, on to my own personal area of expertise, Gratitude. Now, this is what I focus my master's thesis on, and I focus specifically on how gratitude affects academic attainment, i.e. grades. But gratitude has been shown to have a positive impact on a whole host of things, including physical health, mental health, academic achievement, the list goes on. Now, for an aspect of positive psychology that has such a significant impact on your overall being, gratitude is one of the simplest strategies to implement in your daily life. As part of my research, I asked pupils to record three things on a daily basis that they were grateful for, which could be absolutely anything at all. Family, friends, wonderful house, a delicious iced latte in the morning, anything at all. Now, this is something you can do really, really easily. You can use a diary, a journal, or there's even loads and loads of easily downloadable apps that you can use too. Of course, that is the only time that you're allowed to have cool stuff. But by implementing this small change in your daily routine, your happiness can not only increase, but remain high as well. So by remaining thankful, your happiness levels will remain high as well. So before I sign off, the last thing I wanted to introduce you to is something called the G.I. Joe fallacy, which is a theory put forward by Dr. Laurie Santos at Yale University and is based on a classic 1980s cartoon, which always had a kind of infomercial at the end, which always ended with knowing is half the battle. Take a listen. Billy's mistake. You're making the mistake. Flynn! 
Anyone can have an accident, but lying makes it worse. But Mom will be upset. She'll be even more upset if you lie. And how would you feel if Billy got punished? Face up to what you've done. Don't take the easy way out. We'll tell her we did it. Remember, it's better to tell the truth. And that's no lie. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Now, despite G.I. Joe sounding rather convincing and pretty cheesy at the same time, Dr. Laurie Santos argues that this way of looking at things is actually incorrect. It's great if you know what is stopping you from being as happy as you could be, but if you don't actually do anything to modify your own behavior, such as one of the many strategies that I've given you today, then nothing will actually change. So I'll leave you with a quote from the big man himself, Will Smith. It is unfair, unrealistic, and destructive to place the responsibility for your happiness on anyone other than yourself. So go ahead and don't be like G.I. Joe. Make the move from knowing to doing, and you too may be able to see a change in your own happiness. You have been listening to Cranny Connects Talking Points with me, Leo Milton. If you'd like to get in touch about any of the points I've discussed today, then please use the normal school contact details to drop me an email. I can be reached at lmilton at cranley.ae. If you're interested in doing any further reading around this subject area, I'd highly recommend the Middle Eastern Journal of Positive Psychology, which can be accessed for a simple Google search. If you're interested in the threshold of earnings versus happiness levels debate, I'd recommend checking out a recent study by Matt Killingsworth at the University of Pennsylvania in the US, which actually looks to disprove the theory of happiness leveling off after you earn around 23,000 dirhams a month. Thanks for listening.